I'm Nala Ayed, host of Ideas. In this age of clickbait and online shouting, Ideas is a meeting ground for people who want to deepen their understanding of the world. Join me as we crack open a concept to see how it plays out over place and time and how it matters today. From the rise of authoritarianism to the history of cult movies, no idea is off limits. Ideas is on the CBC Listen app or wherever you find your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Nonso Amadi is going to school in Hamilton, Ontario. He's originally from Lagos, Nigeria. He's studying engineering, casually putting out music, and then one of his songs blows up millions of streams. I'll talk about how that changed his life. I'm Talia Schlanger, sitting in for Tom Power. You're listening to Q. I'm Ara Madison III. And I'm Louis Fertel. This year, we're excited to bring you new episodes of Keep It covering the holy trinity of award season, Emmys, Grammys, and the granddaddy of them all, the Oscars. It's like the Super Bowl for Hollywood, but with more sequins and fewer concussions. And we are continually blessed by iconic guests like Michelle Yeoh, Tori Kelly, Andy Cohen, and Jinx Masoon. New episodes of Keep It drop every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts, or subscribe to Keep It on YouTube for access to full episodes and other exclusive content. Baby got no take me so different I don't recognize you with all these different for the girls in my life baby so You're listening to Q I'm Talia Schlanger sitting in for Tom Power and you're hearing a little bit of the song Different by Nonso Amadi featuring Muzzy Jordan. In just a few years, Nonso has become known around the world for his unique music. He was born and raised in Nigeria, surrounded by Afrobeats as a kid. And then he grew up a little and discovered R&B, and it unlocked this way for him to express things that were kind of difficult to say. And he brings those sounds together to create music that looks at life and love and politics that you can also dance to. So by the time he released his debut album this past May, Nonso Amadi already had millions of streams. We talked just before that album came out. It is called When It Blooms, by the way. And here's our conversation. This is Nonso Amadi. Welcome to Q. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is this is huge. Thank I'm excited you. for you. <laughs> I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. yeah. I just mean about the album in general. I was listening to it yesterday on, on a beautiful sunny walk. I'd like to take an album for the first time for, yeah. for a walk. Yeah. And it just feels so good. Oh, wow. So congratulations. That means a lot. Thank you. That's that. That's the feeling we were trying to like make sure the listener felt listening to the album. Just like a feeling of like encouragement, positivity. That's great. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. I want to go back even further and talk mm-hmm. about how music came into your life in the first place. I read that it might have to do with your sisters and with MTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, so yeah, it started with my sisters. I remember like being a kid, just watching them like listen to music at night. Um, they were listening to Alicia Keys, Aaliyah, Usher, you know, just dancing in the living room. And I'm like looking at them like, hey, girls, can I just like watch my cartoons? Is that too much to ask as a child? I know you guys are older than me, but like I would love to watch like some Tom and Jerry or something. <laughs> um, and those nights really shaped this moment. You know, those nights listening to them um, sing those songs from from their heart and really like feel it. It really 
brought me to where I am right now, you know, um, introduced me to R&B music. And I just like love to live in the, those worlds. African music and R&B music is where I sit in between. That's yeah. there are interesting worlds to bring mm-hmm. to bring together. And it's a unique thing um, that I want to talk a little bit more about in a moment. But first, when did you realize that you wanted to become a musician yourself? Um, I think it was like post my university in Hamilton. I had a I did my master's in Hamilton. So okay, I had wait, been, so you grew up in Lagos I grew up in, in Nigeria. Lagos, yeah. yeah. And then I and then I went to the UK, did uh-huh. my bachelor's in in chemical engineering. Um and then I came to Canada. I did my master's in engineering design. And during those like short years of like doing you know, studying engineering, I was making music on the side. Like I would make music, put it on SoundCloud, just see what happens. And um a particular song took off. Um, but by the time I was in McMaster doing my masters, like this particular song had like taken off to the point where it had a, over a million plays, no promotion, nothing. Um, and I thought to myself, like I could actually do this professionally. <laughs> like, Wait, I, we're talking about the song tonight, tonight, right? Yes. Say tonight you can call my phone. Tonight you can call me all night long. Tonight I represent the guy with the money who live fast, but still, baby, don't die young. So tonight just go all the way with me, all the way with me. Tonight just go all the way with me, all the way with me. That's Nanso Amadi with yeah. tonight. You have your eyes closed while we're listening. It's oh yeah, so peaceful. It takes me back. <laughs> so tell me where it takes you back to. So it's 2017. You're studying chemical engineering. chemical engineering. I mean, how did you go from having this passion that you're talking about for music to studying chemical engineering? Like, why was that part of the the path? Honestly speaking, that was my parents' decision. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. um, so I always say, like, uh, every Nigerian parents, ha- they have three things that their children can be. Lawyers, doctors, or engineers. Anything else, and you're, you're a failure. <laughs> okay. So was, a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, you know. Um, and my parents wanted me to be an engineer. You know, whatever field of engineering I wanted to do was fine with them. Um, I loved physics and chemistry, so I chose chemical engineering. Um, and, you know, thankfully I finished my bachelor's and then I came to Canada, did engineering design at my master's university. Um, but by the time that master's degree was done, that was when I knew that, okay, school is great and all, but like I have a huge passion for music and I really want to delve into this and explore this more. And that yeah. was confirmed by this song totally yes, blowing up yes, right with no yes. machine behind no, you no nothing. promotion no label no, none of this stuff mm-hmm. just like a purely great song yeah. what did your parents think back home when you told them okay i'm living in canada now and also i'm getting kind of big for my music they couldn't believe it they were like there's no way like there's no way you're telling me you know we spent all this money and you just want to like you know you want to leave it for music um i told them you know i have these songs that are doing okay and all that they didn't believe me um so i i invited them out to a show in lagos my first headline show um which had like just under a thousand people and they came out and they saw everyone singing the songs word for word and they're like what is happening right My child, you know, is on stage and there's people singing his songs. This is this is real, like, you know, and since then they've been supporting me, like when they saw how real it is and 
just the love from the fans like they were they were sold yeah that's it sounds like they're touched by the fact that you're connecting with lots of people like mm-hmm. not even the the fame aspect of it or the finance part of it just like seeing you mm-hmm. speak to people yeah. in the place where you're from that's really lovely yeah 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 i mean they we lived in lagos all our lives we weren't like fa- a famous family or anything so like to see something that their child started as a hobby in school you know became this huge thing where people are paying money to see <laughs> see the kid perform it, it, it just it was so unbelievable to them you mentioned this earlier you have this blend of afro beats and r&b which is a unique thing mm-hmm. what draws you to both of those sounds and and to bringing them together in what you do um i think for r&b it's like it's because of my personality i mean i was worse than this before i'm very introverted oh yeah yeah i'm i used to be shy i used to be like just closed off and r&b is this is a genre that's you know it's from the heart it's very expressive it's, it has a lot of passion and emotions in it um and i think that was just like super interesting to me to see a a, a particular genre that you know expresses itself in an almost poetic way um and with afro beats like it's it's in my blood like african music since I was born, like I've I've grown up listening to it on the streets of Lagos. So um, I just try to find a way to merge both worlds. As an introverted person, did you find it a stretch to get up on stage? In front oh, of- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I struggled. I remember my first show um, in, L- in Lagos. Um, I was shaking on stage as much as we had a great sold out night. I was like so nervous that day. And I remember like someone coming to me, a, a, a lady coming to me and she's like, oh my God, I could see you shaking. It's so cute. I'm like, I'm not sure this is a compliment or <laughs> like, this is uh, not the, what I expected to hear. But um, it just let me know that I, I had a lot to learn about how the industry works and how stage presence and all that works. Some of the biggest artists in the world right now or Afrobeats artists. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Burna Boy and Wizkid and Thames, and even Drake isn't an Afrobeats artist, of course, but mm-hmm. he's released some songs that have sort mm-hmm. of dabbled in the genre. What's it like for you to see as a Nigerian person? You said that this is in your blood. What's, mm-hmm. what's it like for you to see this this genre be so popular? I mean, it's great. Um, I think it's important to remember how we got here. Mm. Um, there's been a lot of people that set the, the stage before Wizkid and before Burna Boy. Um, talk about the likes of Two-Face and Paul Play, um, Fela Kuti. These are like legends and, and people who have been, you know, working very hard to even just like get a recognition from like an award, you know, or something. Um, and, you know, we're at a point where it's a bit more acceptable. Um, and I think it's because Afrobeats is finding a way to cross over in terms of like... Um, how we merge the the sound with R&B and how we merge it with like soul or what, hip-hop, whatever. Um, it just connects a bit more um, with people from different parts of the world. And it's just interesting to see. I think it's going to go even further, yeah. a lot more further um, with more emergent acts coming up. Yeah. Uh, I want to play another song. Okay? okay. This is Ease Up. I don't really play myself. I've been on this road for a long time. And he doesn't take care for us. That politics is more important. I know be to keep myself. Mama, I go take an easier. We just wanna ease up. Forget the stress like you've got an easier.
That's Nanso Amadi with Ease Up. We're dancing. Oh, yeah, like, we're, you can't help but dance. Of course. But yes. this is also a political song that has yes. a lot to say yes. about the landscape in Nigeria, mm-hmm. where you're from. So tell me about writing this song. Um, so this was pretty tough because I made the song and I immediately just wanted to forget that I made it because it was like super political and super like, um, you know, intense. Um, and I, like you said, I wanted the album to feel light and airy and just like positive, but this song, it's, it's messaging is, is way, way more heavier than that. Um, so I just thought it would be unfair to leave it out, um, of the project as much as I want to like talk about my story and all that um this is a part of my story the nigerian struggle the the everyday youth in nigeria um we we work really hard like nigerians are known as really hard working people um but our government and you know our leaders over the years haven't really um been you know as supportive or as um on point as they they can be um, and that's just unfortunate because it just leads to a huge mass of people, over 100 million people. Um, I think somewhere close to 200 million people yeah. as of the latest um, census um, who are working day and night, you know, against lack of electricity, constant, constant electricity, lack of clean water, lack of roads, lack of even fuel to move every day. So. How could you leave that out of your story? You know, I lived through this for 15, 16 years of my life. You know, if you're going to make an album that tells your story, you need to talk about that struggle, too. So um, Ease Up talks about that and how, like, we as young people want to enjoy ourselves. We want to ease up. We want to, like, go home to (laughs) some light and just, like, watch um, watch TV um, without worrying about, like, getting gas for um you know generators or something it's just like really really tough you know you said that you wanted to put the song away immediately as you wrote it (laughs) is that because it's like emotionally hard to think about or because it made you nervous to be outspoken about things back home or, or a different reason it's it's both of those things um the moment i wrote it i thought about like the consequences of speaking out in in a country such as nigeria you know um you want to a lot of people want you to just be like yeah it's great everything's fine especially the government they don't want you to cast the country in a negative light Um, but it's not casting the country in a negative light which is what I had to realize it's more about speaking about the truth of what's going on Um, and for a lot of people that look up to you like the fans in Nigeria um, they they listen to the album and they're like okay we're listening to Nanso's story but um, we we want to feel like he's talking about us and also like, you know, he's a, he's one of us, like he's been through where I've been through. Um, so it would just be, you know, it, it wouldn't be right to as much as I'm afraid of <laughs> speaking up. And honestly, you have to be, but um, you just have to do it. You just have to like, you know, take a step. There's been, there's been very few um, African songs that, you know, are speaking on the, these issues right now, but people like Burner Boy, you know, they've taken a step and in, in saying what's wrong and what's what's right. Fela Kuti was very popular yes. for for doing things like yeah. that, and he got in a lot of trouble yeah. for that. So it's just like, yeah, we we had to do it. We had to include something, even if it's just one song on the album. It goes a long way. That's for sure. Yeah. Have you heard from folks back home or young people about oh, yeah. what it means to them? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, it's it's. Uh, 
it's been one of those songs that resonates the most with, with Nigerian youth, and um, I'm glad we did it. And I can't wait to perform it in Nigeria um, in a secret location, in a hideout location <laughs> where no one can find us. Yeah, you're saying that with a smile on your face, but I feel like you're serious. I'm very serious. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's no joke. You chose one more song for us from, from your debut album, When It Blooms, uh, and you wanted us to play the song Thankful. Yeah. So I know that faith and gratitude are a very big big part of who you are. We can mm-hmm. hear it in talking yeah. to you for the last, you know, little bit. Tell me uh, about this song and why it's meaningful to you. Um, so this is the last song on the project. And this project is, is titled When It Blooms because we wanted to symbolize the, um, the journey and the growth of a plant. You know, a, a plant starts as a seed, a little seed goes in the in the soil, breaks apart, goes through whatever it goes through. And that's like me when I started in the industry. I was super shy, nervous, and I had to go through a lot of things. Um, but, you know, the plant finally bursts out of the soil and becomes this beautiful, um, you know, flower with petals. And it's receiving the light from the sun and water. Um, and I symbolize that to where I'm at right now in life, like, You know, I've grown a lot and I'm like receiving um, a lot of love and um, I'm just thankful for where I'm at right now. And it has a voice note from my mom on there, (laughs) which is very powerful and it makes me cry every time I hear it. Um, But she talks about my journey too and where she's seen me grow in life, you know, from the point where she was like nervous about me, (laughs) you know, in in the UK and, um, and now where she's seen me as a as a young man, just figuring out everything. And carrying such a good message with you along yeah. the way. She must yeah. be so proud. She is. She is. We'll leave it there. <laughs> I wish you all the best. I'm excited you. for you. Thank you so much. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank you for the conversation. Yeah. Appreciate it. Way back when, when the name went public, everybody knew my name. I'm the one you can't See this thing I'm on my own And I don't say nothing And they don't wanna lose me No, no Remember back in then And I smoke when I get my talent And you go, yeah, like, nah, alright But the only thing you give me now is silence, oh But these days, she they blow my phone Say, nah, me, be the ring for a telephone With the fans on my G's, I be number one Make me go celebrate like he post my load Eh, eh that's Nanso Amadi and his song Thankful off his new album When It Blooms and a little voice note from his mom. So cool to hear that story and you really want to root for his success. You can catch Nanso on tour this fall across North America with Adekunle Gold. All right, that's it for this episode of Q, but you can catch another episode in your feed right now. It's my chat with Rufus Wainwright. We talked uh, this summer ahead of his 50th birthday when he was putting out an album that sort of digs back to the folk roots that he grew up with. And the stories that he told in this interview really helped me understand and might help you understand how he became the musician that he is today, this sort of maximalist, big, bombastic, wide-ranging musician with folky folky roots he also talked about why he would rather go to work than throw a party for his 50th birthday mm-hmm. i'm talia schlanger sitting in for tom power I'll see you next time
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.